All human thought, all science, all religion is the holy direction of the vast parts. But someday we seem to get that associated knowledge or open such terrifying vistas of reality and of our frightful stars rise back to the clouds flee from the deadly lights into the peace and safety of a new dark they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing Session 6 of Heartless and Loveland, written by Braden Farvash, me, and published by Stars Are Right. This is an original homebrew scenario, available for purchase on our drive through RPG catalogue, or you can find it through our website, starsarewrite.com. We'll be continuing to play the whole scenario, so spoilers ahead. If you enjoy listening to it and decide to run it for your own gaming group, please share your experiences on our social media with the hashtag StarsAreRight. And do listen up, keepers and scenario writers. If you have a draft or an idea for a scenario and you want to share it with the world, but you need some extra help bringing it to life, then get in touch with us. We help with editing, polishing, illustration, formatting, and publishing your scenario as a beautiful, professional standard PDF you'll be proud to put on sale. You can even help people hear about it by getting us to play it here like we're doing right now. You can find more info on our website. Just look for the publishing section. Now, let's get back into it. How are you all playing and who are you today? Hal. I'm still Jeremy McDermott for now. And uh, I'm wondering if we can get in touch with someone about uh, merchandising and make some uh, hats shaped like frogmen. You know, like those weird, uh, those <laughs> oh weird gosh, things yes. you can get for like sleeping on a plane. That's like a, a big velvety pouch yes. that you put your head and hands in, like that, except it's a frog. Nice. I love it, Fedra. Hello, I'm still playing uh, Loretta, and uh, I'm feeling a bit at sea right now, even though I'm in a river. Oh. Uh, not sure how Wait. to help poor Jeremy. I think we might have to say our last goodbyes, and then I will destroy everything with uh, some heavy machinery. So it's a win-win. Fantastic. <laughs> Jason. Yep, I'm still playing uh, Jason Boyd, the rather innocent nurse at this point, because he's just get, trying to get some chain to help everybody, and he has no idea what's <laughs> going on down there. So um, <laughs> this is going to be interesting when he finds out what's really happened down below. <laughs> and Noxicals. Uh I am playing Housewives' favourite, Daisy Silverstone. And uh, I'm looking forward to working out what's going on with these hairy backs on these frog things. Noxicals, what happened last time? Arriving at the Juliet construction site, Jeremy, with sword and bow in hand, our brave investigators start the hunt for clues. Immediately they find, leaning by the site's front gate, an abandoned bicycle with Jackson scratched into the frame. Climbing the chain-link fence, they break into the site office, 
and Loretta practices some of her anger management techniques on a locked safe. Unfortunately, the door remains stubbornly closed despite repeated violence. What fascinating clues were inside? Why not buy a copy of the PDF of Heartless in Loveland to find out? Further investigation of the site sees the team find a series of strange human-sized footprints, seemingly amphibious in nature, and covered with the same strange oily substance they found on Jackson's corpse. The prints lead back and forth across the site, towards a collapsed access tunnel of some sort. The walls and other surfaces of the site are also covered with strange symbols, scrawled in mud, chalk and scratched into the concrete – a weird frog-bat motif. Among the frightening footprints, a set of human prints are also found. They point to a pipe that leads to the Little Miami River. Brave Boy Scout Jeremy climbs in, but his sensible hiking boots prove too slippery for the slimy surface. The rest of the crew hear a cry, followed by a loud splash, and Loretta fearlessly follows him. As Jeremy struggles against the current of the river, he spots something shiny on the riverbed. Before he can orient himself, however, a huge dark shape descends upon him. A struggle ensues, but underwater sword fighting turns out to be quite challenging. The creature clamps Jeremy in place and fastens itself to his head with its huge frog-like maw. Whether through a break in his sanity, or something genuinely supernatural, our hero is confronted with a strange vision. Where is that strange light coming from? What is that floating ball of protoplasmic ooze? Why does his first kiss have to be with a frog monster? Stay tuned to find out more. We are going to pick back up with Loretta, who, having seen the frog attached to the head of your dear friend, or not so dear friend, Jeremy, I will have you roll a Sandy roll for me, please. Cannot wait to go mad. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Whipple, join me in the mouth cave. Yeah, that's a 95. <laughs> oh. And, uh, Fantastic. The tradition of failing all of my rolls at Vata continues in this uh, session. Please lose a D6. Ah, D6 it is. Five. <laughs> Uh-oh. Madness, here I come. Ah, uh, yeah, do roll an intelligence roll. Okay, one second. Let's see if you can fail this one. That would be optimal. Ah, uh, knowing my luck, it's going to be the one test I passed. <laughs> of course I passed. That is uh, almost a hard pass. Oh, because no. that's how I do. Ouch. Oh. So looking at this creature, having heard all of the things that Leon had said, you know, trying to prove his father was innocent and whatnot, yeah, this thing, this thing is real. And what else could be real below Loveland in the tunnels? What happened to those people, your workmates? It, it's all sort of clarifying in your mind now. Do roll me a d10. Okay, that is an eight. Ah, physical hysterics or emotional outburst. You are incapacitated from laughing, crying or screaming, etc. for 1d10 rounds. This is just so good for Jeremy, who's currently in the mouth of a frog. Uh, but do roll a d10 and see how long this will last. The good news is Jeremy can't see, so he doesn't hold it against her. Nine. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Jeremy, you're on your own, my friend. Mm-hmm. Do I get to choose screaming or am I rolling randomly? Yeah. No, yeah. Because what, what would screaming you like? seems like the most advantageous. You could just cycle through them. 
I mean, I'm happy to cycle through them, but I'd rather like if I cry silently or if I giggle, then the others won't hear the terrible things are happening. So if I get to choose, I'd love to choose screaming. Uh, but if I don't, then that's fair too. Yeah, you are screaming underwater currently. Do I drown? We'll get to that in a couple of turns, I think. <laughs> nice. Oh, the suspense. Daisy and Jason, what are you two doing? Okay, so do we hear Loretta s- sort of sploosh and s- hear some sort of screamy noises, or...? Give us... <laughs> let's roll a uh, listen roll for me. You definitely hear a sploosh. Let's roll hear listen. A sploosh. Right, okay. Yeah, That's go my for listen. It. It's 30. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, same here. High five. That's an 87. That's a pass. Oh, I pass. Yes, 22. Nice. Ah. Oh, okay. Thank Jason, goodness. you definitely hear some underwater screaming. <laughs> Oh god! I, I I think they're stuck in the river. I think I think they've been swept away by a current or something. Oh god! Um, uh, this this damn chain. Uh, like, have we got the chain off the the ring yet, or are we still struggling with it a bit? We'll say it's now most of the way down the pipe. Okay. I don't think it's going to be long enough. Oh, I, I think we're going to have to climb down. That's that's a point, right? This pipe goes down to the river. Yes. Is there another route to the river? Could we climb out of the hole and get to the river like over a fence again, rather than going down the death yeah. pipe? <laughs> you could, yes. Okay, well, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't think we should try and follow them, but I think we should try and get to the river as quick as we can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will say, though, that the ladder is the only sort of way out of the pit that you're currently in that is like you know made to be climbed there are sort of things leaning up against the sides of of the pit that you're in so i mean you could climb out of it but i will require a climb roll the quickest method of getting to the river is definitely through the pipe at this point though Um, have you got basin climb as well jason uh yes i do (laughs) okay you you see you see jason look at the pipe look at the ladder look back at the pipe um do a sign of the cross um on his chest and then just plunge down the pipe (laughs) tpk tpk he's gonna he's gonna potentially use the chain to help slow him down after a certain point but he he wants to get down there as quickly as he can Okay. What is Daisy doing? Okay, so while so Jason's diving down the pipe, Daisy will glance around and see if there's some way to fix the end of the pipe to something out here before she considers also going down, probably hand over hand holding the chain. <laughs> okay. At uh, the end of the... You're trying to fix the chain to something? Yeah, sorry, what did I say? End of pipe? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, at the end of the chain. Can I can I tie the chain to something or peg it to the ground with something or do something so that the chain is fixed and then I will try and climb down using the chain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll say that's not an issue for you. You managed to uh, hook it off onto uh, some heavy equipment nearby that is definitely um, far heavier than both you and Jason combined. Okay, so that's that's what Daisy will do and then she'll be following Jason down the pipe. Okay. Uh, Jason, do roll a strength roll as you begin picking up a little bit of speed to try and slow yourself using the chain. Uh, I wondered if you'd say that. Here we go. Oh, yes, that's a pass. Okay, yeah. You aren't going to go plummeting out into the Little Mary River. You'll probably land onto the banker in, like, knee-deep water, perhaps. Good, good, good. Yes. Okay. Jeremy, how are you doing there, bud? Doing great. (laughs) 
Uh, what are you going to do? You can attempt to break free if you'd like. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, Jeremy just gives up on life. He chooses his least favorite organ and spits it out. Uh, I'm assuming a break free roll would be a, a fighting brawl. You may attempt an opposed strength roll with the creature. That sounds great, because I only have a base in brawl. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a fail, though. That is also a fail here. You just remain in the in the mouth, right? That makes sense. Yeah, all right, that's fine. It's right where I, I want think, it to be. I uh, think whoever has a, the highest skill wins. Ah. Uh, really. well, 55 is... for strength here. <laughs> 55? Okay, okay, Jeremy is discovering things about his ancestry. Uh, <laughs> is it possible he is part frogman? Because we're matching up on a lot of stats. Are you, uh, you got higher strength than the frog? No, no, 55, bang on. And 75 decks oh. also. So, starting to wonder, yeah. Has Jeremy ever noticed okay. webbing between his toes or anything? <laughs> How hairy is his back? Like on a scale from one yeah. to frog man. Uh, you're trying to push your way out of this and you begin feeling those hairs that you're thinking about on this creature's back, but they're not really hair as much as they're... They feel like you're almost handling like worms, like tiny little moving appendages on this thing's back. Oh, are they firm like porcupine quills or are they wiggling like worms? No, they're soft and wiggling like worms, yeah. But fish love them. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess if, if this is me like tearing at the thing's back, trying to like get it off me, I, I try and grab a double handful and, and tug. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very, very slimy. Uh, your hands sort of slick and uh, unfortunately you don't manage to free yourself from the creature's mouth. Mm -mm. You're still staring into that cavernous void beyond with that strange black substance thing shifting and moving in the distance. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. You described that as, uh, was it, was the phrase protoplasmic flesh? Yeah. So just a big old heap of wiggling shifting black mass and it and it looks fleshy like does it have appendages are we talking tentacles it almost like builds scaffolding of like this tarry black substance that like begins forming into other portions of mass and then other parts of its body begin like almost oozing and disintegrating and then moving up it's it's very concerning and confusing for you. Yeah, thanks. I hate it. Uh, is it coming towards me? No, not at all. In fact, your head's dripping with water and it's dripping directly onto this thing horizontally. And the gravity's very confusing for you right now. Mm. Oh man, wish you guys could see what I was seeing. It's real fun in this frog mouth. Uh, already <laughs> mad enough here. I quite like my sanity, thanks. Yeah. Okay. End of your turn, Jeremy. I... I'm going to begin rolling some numbers. That can only be good. So this thing's mouth suctions completely around your head and you feel the immense pressure of things building up inside of you. You feel blood beginning to trickle from the side of your mouth and fall horizontally down into this cavern. I'll have you roll a d10. Six. Okay, so you lose 11 points of constitution. <gasps> oh, off my con. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But my hit points are still... I believe that'll be two hit points down as well. Ah, right. 
down to 49 con, and it's still giving me nine hit points. So that's a loss of one. Okay, easy. And then roll a d4 as well, and you will lose a d4 size. Oh, tiny. Free liposuction. Uh, That's two points. Okay, two points of size gone. Where is he losing it from? Yeah, what's happening? Is it just tears? (laughs) Uh, Your body is being sucked of blood and bile and liquids that are just coming out of you and pouring from you. Okay. Your eyes are like beginning to glaze as they are feeling like they're beginning to be pulled as well. Sounds great. That will bring us on then to our friend, Loretta, who continues screaming in the water, I assume. I mean, do I have a choice? (laughs) Not really. You can swim to the surface, I'll say, if you desire. You can move around freely. You don't want to die. I'd love to not drown if if at all possible, but, you know. So you move to the surface and begin screaming? Yeah. Okay. And pointing at Jeremy. Oh, God. The rider is... Oh, God. Uh, We need to get down there quick. Uh, Daisy. Okay, so Daisy, despite everything that's going on, is going to be really cautious with the pipe because she's super nervous and super freaked out. And so she'll be going down, backwards down the pipe, hand over hand on the chain as she goes. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll say you'll be able to make it down uh, without any rolls within this turn. Okay. Jason's ahead of you, but we'll say that uh, as you're climbing, you can definitely begin hearing the screaming of Loretta. Uh, Jason, what are you going to be doing, my friend? Okay, so um, presumably then I've I've kind of stopped, like you said, either near the pipe or, you know, just outside it. So is Loretta in fairly close proximity to me? I'm assuming that Jeremy really isn't. Uh, She's probably 10 to 15 metres away from you in the water. Okay, and I can't see Jeremy at all? No. No. Loretta's pointing down in the water, though. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I will, I mean, I don't know how much like swimming safety Jason has, but I'm gonna, from my own knowledge anyway, I'm gonna basically try and get Loretta out of the water as much as I can. So whether I have to kind of guide her and pull her away or, or at least just try and get her under the arms or something, depending on how deep the water is, that's Jason's main aim this round okay give me a swim roll please oh god really base swim that's how i went swimming was at the pool in 1974 um that's a fail on my part and and probably too much to spend on luck i will ask are you looking under the water no no not really okay all right, you're attempting to pull Loretta, and she's just wailing in your face, this dreadful scream, and oh, pointing no. down in the water. I, I, I know, I know, but I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm trying to get you out first, and then we can go back for Jeremy, all right? That's one at a time. Loretta screams more. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you, what, what's happening? Jeremy, what's going on, my friend? Uh, you tell me. I'm just coughing up blood onto this massive flesh, as one does. Yeah, indeed. Are you going to continue your attempt at breaking free? Um, yeah, I think so. So it's latched around my head. My arms are 
are still outside, grabbing at those uh, lovely wormy tendrils on the back. Um, I guess I'm going to try, like, Jeremy is, you know, rapidly approaching unconsciousness, I guess. Um, but some survival stuff pops up into his head. He remembers that, like, if a shark is coming for you, you're supposed to go for the gills uh, or the eyes, which are sensitive. So, uh, but then he's like, oh, wait. Frogs don't have gills, but they have eyes. Eyes are sensitive. All right. So without being able to see his hands or the frog's eyes, he's going to try and like reach around and, and just hammer his fists into the frog's eyes if he can. Or get, get in there with his fingers, gouge them. Are you attempting to like attack and hurt? Or are you still trying to break free just with some fun flavor? Shoot. Um, I guess my strength is a much better stat. So fighting this frog doesn't make a ton of sense, but that is what I just said I was going to do. So strength didn't work last time. Now I'm going to punch it in the eyes. Let's go. Do you have a uh, a sword in your hand, sweet? No, no, I jettisoned the sword so I could swim better. Worked out great. Uh, no, weapons are long gone, uh, but that's a hard success on my brawl. Fantastic. Uh, you put your fingers into this thing's very round globular eye and you manage to pull your head free from this creature. <gasps> the cavern beyond is immediately replaced by the water of the Little Miami River as you are dunked under, and everything kind of returns back to normal in terms of gravity, but you are still in front of this human-sized frog creature in front of you, which is reeling from the attack you did on its eyes, but uh, yeah, you're still in immediate danger. What are you going to do now? No joke. Um, all right, quick question about uh, Frogman Anatomy. Was there air in its mouth cave? Like, did I get a, a lung full of air while I was in there? Yeah, you would have been breathing. Okay. But although there's a terrible suction. So I guess I'm probably feeling pretty pretty lightheaded and unhealthy, um, but not immediately drowning. Okay. Uh, yeah, fighting this thing is a, is a mugs game. I am going to, yeah, try and swim away fast as I can. Okay. Give me a swim roll. Mm -hmm. Since you're leaving combat, I'll do that instead of like a... I think you have to roll a dexterity roll to leave like a melee combat. Uh, oh, well, it's a fail anyway. Um, that's a 53 for a swim of 40, so... Okay. Tempted to spend half my luck, honestly. Um, Jeremy seems like a goner if he gets got again. So I might just do it, gang. Sorry. Banking <laughs> on the fact that uh, if Jeremy dies, then, yeah, the group luck won't really matter too much. What is luck for if it's not for saving your life, man? Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. I don't think if really is a factor anymore, frankly. No. So I'm going to spend the 13 points of luck and we'll see where that gets us. So I'm down from 30 to 17. Maths. Oof. Fantastic. So you all see Jeremy surface. His face is bloody and he, he's probably about 10 meters away from you to the north. He's just about to pass underneath the railway bridge. But he has begun swimming for the side and is making very, very good, good progress to get to the bank. Oh, God. Uh, I, I think Jason would try and still help him out, given how much he's got like blood all over him and, and he's looking much, war much more worse for wear than Loretta is. So he's going to, yeah, prioritize Jeremy at this point when he resurfaces. Okay. Moving on to this thing's turn. We are going to leave combat as Jeremy, you managed to swim to the edge. Jason, I'll say you managed to eventually bring Loretta over and sit her down on the edge of the water. Uh, Loretta, the fog over your mind slowly fades as 
the screaming subsides and you're sitting there on the bank. Jeremy, Jeremy. (coughs) (coughs) Yes, Miss McCann? You alive? I, I think so. Are you? What happened? I can't speak. That's, that's, that's my question. Like, when I came down, I just saw the rattle, and then you resurfaced, Jeremy, and... What? You're bleeding, and... The... the frogmen are real? The frogmen are real? Ah... Uh, I can't it, believe you made it. It tried to eat me, and... Ah... Uh, it, it had... Uh, my god, it had my head in its mouth, and I could see it was... I... I... No, it... It must have just been... It was squeezing so hard. My God, my head aches. It was... It was weird inside, like a, like a cave that was... St- it, it can't be real. It just, But... Uh, th- th- there's monsters in the river. There's monsters in the little Miami. Honey, you must have banged your head on the pipe or something. Jeremy's looking back into the river at that point, uh, you know, instinctively, of if there's monsters in there. And... No, no. Uh, I need to get my bag from, from the car. Uh... You're, you're obviously in a bad way. Uh, Jeremy will cough up some uh, bloody chunks <laughs> and attempt to stagger to his feet. Um, no, no, no. You, you stay. You stay. You stay seated. It's we can't stay you. here. We can't stay here by the river. They're they're in there. I'm telling you, we gotta get out of here. Let's go, Loretta. Where? Try to help you get him up, and then go back to the. To pipe, I guess. We got. We got to tell people. We got. I don't. I'm not going back up there. That's the tunnels they came from. We gotta. Ah, uh, we 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 gotta get into town. We gotta get to the police chief. So Harry, uh, he he might know about them. The boys said we gotta tell somebody. You guys. About think... about what? That there's big frogmen in the river. Who's gonna believe you? Harry. The police won't. Jeremy rounds on Jason. Uh, I assume his face is just like one bruised red welt, like blood yeah. all around his face, like one of his teeth Old like dangling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll just grab Jason by the lapels and like a mix of spittle and flecks of blood, uh, just gently spatter, tenderly spattering Jason's face. Oh, tenderly. Um, as Jeremy <laughs> shouts, they're real. The frogmen are real! Look, Jeremy, I'm I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm saying that other people are not gonna believe you, okay? This is no time to debate this. This is literally the worst time possible to debate this. Let's go somewhere safe right now. I saw the camera. We could we we can't get proof. It's at the bottom of the river. It's back up there. I saw the camera. Maybe the police will be interested in the camera. We they might be able okay, to we it. we need to get you two to safety first, and then maybe we can go fishing for the camera later. But seriously, you're both badly wounded. Yeah, I'm not. Jeremy, my your voice. prized possession is at the bottom of the river. Oh my okay. god! I dropped my sword. I dropped Sir oh, Harry's no. sword. We'll tell the police to retrieve it when they retrieve I the camera. I have to get it back. Not right now. It's unique. It's- it's better to be alive than not, honey, okay? It's it's a sword. We can buy you a new sword. Now, shall Jeremy, we move away from the edge one. of the water? 
You've been through a lot. You genuinely look smaller. <laughs> lost. A couple of points of size there, Jeremy. You look like two smaller. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Loretta, do gain 5% of Cthulhu Mythos after your first bout of insanity oh. from the Mythos. I already did. Fantastic. <laughs> so, what are you all doing? Well, I'm taking care of Jeremy in particular, needing to either get to the car to get my bag or at least doing something there, right, like right there with him there. Okay. I am trying to get Jeremy somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I vote we head okay. back to the car. Yeah, I, I will try and, you know, put him, put him over my arm or whatever. <laughs> Sling him over your back <laughs> with one hand. Yeah, try to get him to a car. Fireman's carry. Yeah, you can fairly easily all walk back to the vehicles and Jason has his medical kit there. He begins uh, assisting Jeremy. Little does he know, there's nothing he can do. <laughs> yeah. All my organs you can't bamboozled. fix that which is lost. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take this away from Jason, he's trying his best. <laughs> Some painkillers would be would be great. We can try and inflate can... him a little bit to gain that size back. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, put some makeup on over that face hickey. You've got like a lilo pump or anything. <laughs> we can fix this with a makeover sequence with enough foundation, maybe a denture. Or maybe some implants. <laughs> wow. Good as new. All right. Ready for prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Loretta feels very guilty for having sent Jeremy into the pipe by himself so this is another thing she's going to have to carry on her for the rest of her days we're one step closer to uh, excavate a rampage Loretta yeah. <laughs> yeah which is like the alternative action figure you got like base Loretta with the motorbike but then like around the holidays they release excavate a rampage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jason, you managed to clean Jeremy up a little bit. It's hard to perform first aid on him. It appears the damage has come from within. The damage came from inside the house. There's no band-aid that can fix uh, an internal pain. That is a lesson for us all. That's really deep. Um, would, would I have <laughs> identified that his symptoms and the damage of his organs at you know, a, a very similar to Jackson's or not? Yeah. Almost everything about this is um, very similar to what you've seen from Jackson. Obviously, it didn't come quite to the deadly amount that Jackson had uh, received, but it does look very similar. Happy mother of God. Well, it, I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I can give you painkillers, but I, I don't know how much that would help. Yes. Please, normally I, I don't touch drugs, but this time I think maybe... Let, let me give you some extra strong. Uh, how about uh, how about uh, brandy or whiskey? Uh, have you ever had that before? Maybe now's the time. Jeremy uh, shudders and winces a bit, but then nods vigorously. It will dull the pain. Think of it as medicinal purposes. <laughs> Do you just have like a bottle of brandy in your medical bag? Not a medical bag, but probably in the car, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you open up the minibar in the back. 
<laughs> yeah. It's not a mini bar, it's just like a, a single bottle, but yeah, okay. Um, but but yeah, gets out the cocktail good. shaker. <laughs> Long Island or Mojito? We call this drink yeah. the Loveland Frogman. <laughs> it's just sticky black tar in a glass. And when you try and drink it, the gravity gets all messed up and it falls upwards. <laughs> okay, so you are all within or just outside of the Juliet construction site. What is the plan from here? Well, what do we do now? I mean... Even assuming that what Jeremy says is true, what do we do next? I think, uh, I think we, I think we gotta tell Sir Harry. Or the, the cop, the cops aren't gonna believe us, but, I don't know, Jackson and Leon said that, that Sir Harry knew about the monsters under the town, that he's, he's been protecting us. This whole, I, I don't know who else is gonna believe us. Sir Harry must understand, right? I trust Harry Andrews. He has always protected me. He gave me that sword. Well, I can't believe I lost it. This this book as well. One thing that dawned on me was I, I don't know if Leon knows French that well, but he obviously knows what's in this book and that it, it apparently will prove that his dad is innocent. Maybe Harry, uh, Sir Harry, knows how to read French and can translate for us. There's note pages in between nearly every page translation or like a translation into english and i know a little bit of french that's handy not right now though we should go as fast as we can we're too vulnerable to be outside right now yeah what time of day is it keeper scared guys uh like 11 a.m it's been a hell of a morning yeah (laughs) wow what a morning (laughs) yeah in between um each of the pages of the livery dive on there are scrawled pieces of, you know, it ranges from like parchment up to modern day notepaper that have translations or annotations from each page. Well, why doesn't somebody take a look at that while we drive over to the castle then? Unless anybody's got a better idea. No, I think we should find out as much as we can about this this threat. Uh, Lorette is going to be on her motorcycle, so she doesn't volunteer. Very handy. (laughs) Jeremy would like to, like, just curl up in the back seat, which normally he would not do because he cannot wear a seatbelt properly in that position. Um, but this time he will, and he will he will cuddle the Libra Divon like a, like a baby, uh, a baby that you read. Okay. What are we going to tell Sergeant Cook? Do we need to tell her anything at this point? Well, not now, but at some point she's going to ask us what we found out. We can talk to Harry about that, and we can definitely say about the camera and the sword. Okay. God, I hope they got a picture of that thing. I wish we brought a camera. Why didn't we bring a camera? Can film survive underwater? Uh, I don't think underwater cameras exist, so that's a good point. That is an excellent they point. They do. Do, do they? they? In the 70s. And I have researched this exact topic. Uh, none of your characters know this, though. But Brayden knows this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're just hoping for the best. Yeah. So I'm driving to the castle, is that right? Please. Okay. All right, fantastic. Is Jeremy going to read through or start flipping through the liver of on, on the way? Damn straight he is, because uh, constitution loss wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take you a few hours 
at the very least to get like a proper idea of what exactly this book's contents is about. But beginning to sort of flick through some pages, I think I'll have you roll an English roll. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Jeremy has an education of 50, which I guess is high school graduate. Yeah. And that's a 92, so <laughs> nope. You can't I mean, read even the English translation. <laughs> you probably can't read yeah. at all right now. I'm probably drunk for the first time in my life as well. And so. your eyes are like dry. Right. Yeah, just super puffed up, yeah. Funnily enough, Jeremy, yeah, some of the older sort of pieces of translation in that are like inserted into the pages look like they're written in old English, like an archaic kind of English uh, that you'd mm. expect from like the Middle Ages or something like that. So it's hard to make out sentence structure. Some of the words are very, very odd that they're using. Um, one word does come up, but you're not exactly sure what it's referring to. And as you kind of turn the page, you lose the word as you're trying to look back for it. But you do see Irolaw written down briefly. Mm, interesting. Driving towards the castle. Uh, you pull around the corner and see ahead of you a sign that reads Chateau La Roque, the Loveland Castle. The L-shaped greystone castle stands as if it was completely untouched by this morning's earthquake. Stalwart against the destruction seen throughout the rest of Loveland, not a single brick in its walls is out of place. Young scouts of all ages run through the gardens and around the castle grounds, playing games and enjoying their Saturday morning in spite of the turmoil the rest of the town is facing. The car park in front of the castle has a few cars in it, but not enough to explain the number of scouts here currently, giving you the idea that local parents have dropped their kids off here for the day while they deal with the chaos caused by the earthquake. You can see within the many arrow slit windows of the castle the shadows of young scouts running throughout the halls. The reinforced front door is open wide and the sound of wind music can be heard emanating from within. Okay. You park up the car. Kids are sort of running around. Jeremy may, or you all may see some children that you know from your camping trips that you helped out on. Daisy, you've probably uh, seen some kids throughout around town that you may recognise. They all seem to be having a lot of fun and aren't particularly phased by anything. Well, um, do you know where you're going? Daisy will ask Jeremy. Um, would we expect to find Sir Harry, like, enthroned in a ceremonial chamber like does he normally potter <laughs> around the grounds what's the deal with this guy he has a pretty small and modest room on the second story of the castle that's where he usually keeps especially now that he's ill he keeps himself in there okay okay it's normally carried around in a litter by a, and a small army of scouts <laughs> 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 two scouts with trumpets go ahead of him to announce his arrival uh, I, I will direct Daisy to park wherever is reasonable to park um, and then you know I guess thence to a to a staircase or whatever I'll have you all roll spot hidden rolls as you arrive Ooh, Ooh. fun nope Yay. yes I pass I think that's I think that's Oh, it's not quite an extreme success, it's, but it is a hard success. Very cool. Nice. Jeremy very much failed. Okay. Uh, Daisy and Jason, 
you see a couple of scouts exit the front doors of the castle with bags on their back and one of them has a large uh, old book under their arm under their jacket and they look suspiciously around make eye contact with you and then run off um i think can i try and collar one of them <laughs> certainly um roll me a fighting brawl roll we'll say you've managed to get up they're just around the corner and as you make your way over there they see you and begin trying to run away again so i've got base in fighting brawl here we go 25 or bust that is a 49 damn they're fast you've swiped to grab their collars and they quickly sprint away come back i think i'd also try and, and get a hold of one or at least shout out to them where do you think you're going with those books? We we need them. They're like running, running east and sort of looking back at you, smiling and giggling, and then just continue sprinting. Damn these young people. Why, Iota? <laughs> is East Riverwood? It is, yes. Okay. Do you think they've been asked to take those books to the river? They wouldn't be doing it of their own accord, would they? I don't... They're scouts. The knights shouldn't be destroying knowledge. But if Sir Harry does know about these monsters, he wouldn't be sending knights down to the river. It doesn't make any sense. It, they, they just smiled and giggled at us. It's something, some sort of pl- prank or something that they're very happy about doing. Something's going on. Standards are, are falling since my day. This isn't normal. No. Let's go find your Sir Harry, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be able to make sense of this, I'm sure. Moving through the front doors, you can see standing behind a bar. Uh, you all know, except, oh, maybe Daisy even, has uh, been here for lunch uh, occasionally. Uh, the castle's entrance leads into a German-style pub where they serve sausages and um, beer for adults, of course. Harry Andrews, having been to Germany throughout World War II, found a lot of love in the cuisine and um, decided to replicate a bar that he went to over there in the first room of the castle. And lots of people come here. This is how the castle makes money to uh, keep the kids in their scouts, uh, keep the scouts running. So a middle-aged woman is behind the bar and she smiles as you all enter in. Uh, Jeremy would know her as you were a member recently as uh, Mildred, who just helps run the castle and keep everything under wraps. Uh, squinting through his uh, <laughs> bruised and fucked up face, <laughs> Jeremy is like, uh, Mildred, is that you? Hi. Uh... Is, uh, is, is Sir Harry in his, in his quarters? Oh my god, what? Jeremy, are you okay? You're... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I had a bit of a, uh, it's not did important. You fall? Yeah, that's, I did. I fell and I, uh, I need to talk to Sir Harry. Oh yeah, Jeremy's getting, like dripping wet as well. That hadn't occurred to me, but he's just sodden. Red also. Yeah. And, uh, Jason potentially from yeah. waiting in. getting in to grab. <laughs> we are quite the group. Uh, yeah, Harry's up in his quarters. Uh, I think he's asleep, though. Uh, you know he hasn't been feeling well. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of that going around. Um, okay, 
we're just gonna go uh, talk to him. Uh, it's quite. It's don't panic or anything. Uh, it's it's important though. I think I you know I know I wouldn't normally like to wake him, but uh, I think yeah, he's he's gonna want to hear this. Um, um, okay. Um, yeah, go up and see him. I'm sure we'll be happy to have guests. All right. I you take care, Mildred. She nods and continues cleaning a cup. <laughs> Walking up the steps. You all know this, uh, you helped build this castle, and Harry specifically made each of the staircases in this castle and each of the rooms defensible for themselves. So, like, each of the rooms locks on either side of the door so each one can be closed off and defended. Uh, the staircases are all spiral to deter arrows from being able to pass through them. The staircases are quite steep, and each of the stairs is at a different height and width so that people attempting to assault the castle up the staircase have an uneasy time uh, getting up them and being able to sort of wield a weapon while uh, and fight up staircases without looking at where they're stepping. Did this ever strike us as odd when we were in his tutelage? Like a kooky old man builds unassailable fortress in the middle of like innocent <laughs> American town? <laughs> Or were we just like, no, nah, it makes sense. You gotta have a castle, obviously, in case. We probably thought it was super cool, let's be honest. <laughs> That's true, yeah. We yeah. yeah, you definitely did. Give it give it another 40 years and this will be the behavior of tech billionaires anyway. <laughs> it's, yeah. They're just gonna seal off Silicon Valley and build a load of spiral staircases <laughs> and arrow holes. <laughs> yeah. He was always fascinated with medieval practices. When he went to World War II, he refused to use firearms, so he instead listed himself as a medic and uh, assisted in that way. But uh, found a lot of love in France with the particular castle that he was stationed nearby there as well. And that's what he based this castle on. This is what he would have told you all. That's super cool. I thought you were going to say he refused firearms in World War II and instead insisted, like that real life guy <laughs> whose name I forget, there's like crazy Scotsman yeah. who insisted on charging him with like a claymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, that's the real life story, by the way, of Harry Andrews. Awesome. Super cool. Some historical facts for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you pass by in the bar uh, a large picture of all the scouts painted up with Harry Andrews in front of the castle. Uh, you pass by display cabinets with swords, shields, there's suits of armor standing at every corner. Uh, this place is littered with medieval memorabilia and uh, antiques. On the second floor of the castle, you see down a hallway the entryway to Harry's room. Each of the rooms Harry has in this castle that he doesn't want anyone to be able to access have two sets of doors. The one door is a large wooden door and the other door is a sort of iron gate. Uh, this is because obviously the castle is public so anyone can come and go from it and walk around. So the places that he wants for his own privacy, he uh, uh, kept uh, locked. Uh, do any of the doors or um, door frames or any of the antiques have any, I don't know, unusual carvings on them or anything like that? Are any of the suits of armor rock-shaped? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at them, you may see like old suits of armor that have symbols of like the Knights of the Golden Trail etched on them, you're not entirely sure of their 
if that's like an old carving or if that's been like a recently put on for the Knights of the Golden Trail. None of them have anything eldritch or strange that you were maybe asking about. Okay, so he doesn't he doesn't seem to be like warding the doors or anything. No, no. Okay. Uh, approaching Harry's room. You can see laying on a bed within, he just has the gate closed over and locked, but the wooden door open. So you can see Harry Andrews asleep, soundly snoring in his bed. And here is another photo, another awesome portrait. Let me get a description for the listeners. He has thinning, short white hair, uh, which is starting to recede. His nose is the most prominent feature on his face, which is filled with bristly grey hairs, and he is very wrinkly. He is snoring loudly, and with each of the snores, his nose kind of... the bristles in his nose sort of uh, (laughs) flutter. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy wants to knock, but there's just these iron bars, so he'll just kind of, like, clang his knuckles against one of them lightly. As you knock on the <laughs> the bars, you see the eyes of Harry beginning to open. <laughs> he reaches over to his bedside table and grabs a pair of glasses and sits up in bed. <laughs> Jeremy, is that you? Yeah, so Harry, I we're we're real sorry to disturb you. Um, these are, you might remember them from, well, you might remember these guys from camp. This is uh, Loretta McCann, uh, Jason Boyd, yes. and uh, this is uh, yes. Davy Silverstone. Hi. Uh, hey, how's it going? Did you say Davy? Uh, no, I said Davy Jones. <laughs> this is Davy Jones. I brought him from the bottom of the river. <laughs> of course, uh, of course, I, I remember Jason and Loretta. How could I forget? Uh, nice to meet you, Daisy. Uh, please, uh, uh, let me unlock the door. And he'll slowly get to his feet, very hunched, and looks like every move- movement is strained. He'll uh, pick up a key from his bedside table and waddle over and unlock the metal gate. Uh, you notice immediately Jason, or Daisy, sorry, that the key that he is using to unlock the gate looks remarkably familiar, similar to one that you've seen before. The door slowly creaks open, and he uh, heads back over to his bed. Please, come come in. I haven't had visitors for a little while. And he'll uh, plop himself back down on the bed. I, uh, I wish we were visiting under, under better circumstances, Sir Harry. Uh... Gosh, I I don't know where to begin. It's all so strange. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Jackson Hubbard and uh, Leon yes. Woodley. Oh, good boys, good boys, those two. Yeah, uh, they sure were. Have you you talked to them recently? Uh, I remember Leon came to visit me. If you. Well, a few days ago, maybe. Good, good lad, that young one. Yeah, he told us this. I hope this doesn't sound straight. Gosh, I hope you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, under the town, uh, mon- monsters under the town uh, in tunnels, frog monsters under the town and and in the river. Sahari, so please, are they... 
I saw them. Uh, please tell me I'm not crazy. Show him the book. And we have this. Yeah, uh, the book. The knights have been taking your books and dumping them in the river. I don't know. That doesn't seem as important, but it's still bad. Harry's expression darkens dramatically. And his hands sort of reach up to his glasses, shaking. And he sort of pushes them closer to his eyes as he looks at the book that you were holding in your hands. Where, where, where did you get that? Give, give that here immediately, please. Uh, Jeremy does. Um, and stutters falteringly about how we interrupted a bunch of boys dumping loads of books like this uh, straight into the river. We, we just saw some more uh, carrying another a tome off. Have, have they been going through the library? What, what's happening? What? Thank God you found this book. It isn't safe outside of this castle. Do, do, do tell me, how, how did you happen across it? Last I checked, it was safely locked away. In Jackson Hubbard's room. Uh, what, what was it, guys? They wrote a note. They said they, they, I can't remember where they found it. I think they said they swiped it from his basement, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, they... That sounds about right. Didn't you, uh, find it, Daisy? Or was it Jason? Daisy found the key and the, um, note in Jackson's room. But then when we went to see Leon... It was just like sticking out of his drawer, I yeah, think. Yeah, we, we both mm. basically saw that. Oh, there we go. We were busy being yelled at in the garden. No one yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yes, yes you were. Uh, I had this book safely stored in the basement. The, the, the children are stealing the books. You, you weren't aware of them doing this and this going on? I've been barely able to, to lift my head the last few days. Uh, my health is deteriorating rapidly. Leon said you weren't too well. Um, what's what's the matter? Do you mind if I have a look at you? No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm I'm fine. Just old age, you know. Well, you're obviously not fine. Uh, I am a nurse. Uh... It, it's not important at this time. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Did any of you look in this book? Uh, I just, I mean, I just leafed through it a little bit, uh, on the way over here. It's, there's like, there's little, there's notes with translations. I didn't, I didn't have time to give it a proper look. I, I only found the word, uh, Irelor? <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I picked out. He probably hasn't been able to concentrate very well since his face was in the mouth of a frogman. Yeah, did I not say? Uh, we got attacked. I got attacked. Uh, it was real... We got hurt real bad. We gotta do something about these frogs. You know about this, do you, Sir Harry? Sir Harry's eyes first open. Look, he looks shocked. And then when you mention the frog attack, his eyes continue widening. And he uh, sort of falls back on his bed. They can't be out and about they, they can't I, I, I sealed them below the town we, we sealed them down there you do uh, know about them I knew it they're out they're in the river you may have sealed them but they're no. they're escaping they're behind a ward I, I warded them myself there's no ward there's just rocks now there was these uh 
these these like etch etchings, these scratch drawings of this like weird frog bat thing. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Harry's like whispering to himself and like shaking his head and nodding and almost having like a conversation with himself inside his own mind. I, I talked to Mark Matthews, the sergeant who he had seen them, the frogs. He and Ray Shockey, they killed them. Killed one of them. But they... They were coming up from below the town, from below. And... And... We sealed them down there. They, they can't be coming out. This this book isn't safe here. You, you need to return it to my basement immediately. Uh, yeah, we can do that. And we, we gotta... There might be kids in there right now. I mean, we just seen him running around with books out in the yard. We got. How are they getting in there? Is it is it locked? I have my key right here, and he'll open his drawer and hand put his hand in, trying to grab at something. And my key was here. You mean the key. Th this key? And Daisy will pull the key out of her bag, pull it out from behind <laughs> Sir Harry's ear. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> from out of his nose bristles. <laughs> Is the key? Where, where did you find it? We found this in Jackson Hubbard's room. Oh, the boys have been stealing. They thought they were helping you. They saw something in a in a diary you wrote or a note that you wrote. They wanted to prove that Leon's daddy wasn't crazy. Although he doesn't seem very well either. Yeah. I know nothing of that man, but... Those boys are foolish. They're trifling with things that they, they couldn't possibly even fathom. None of you are. If, if the seal is broken, the town isn't safe. You, you need to gather everyone up, bring them back here. This is the only, only place in town that's safe. We, we can't, we can't just bring the whole town back to the castle. Sir Harry knows what he's talking about. If he says it isn't safe. I, we could tell the, the police there's a, a gas leak or something. I don't know, something something dangerous at the construction site. We, we can evacuate. Uh, uh, they won't listen to you. They're, they're, they're fools. All of them are fools. You, you have to speak to Mark Matthews. He's, he's the only one. You must reseal the... Uh, put another seal on. Do something. Evacuate the town. And he starts just like rambling and churning his face around trying to think a seal or like a, another wooden board like like this and he'll sort of point at a rug at your feet um, I, d I don't think a rug would help with the frogs uh, under the rug well i guess we'll roll it up mm -hmm. yeah and carved into the stonework of the floor of harry's room is a large branch-like symbol these are great, great holy symbols that will keep away the demons, but they're costly. Mark Matthews and I are the only two in town who know how to create these. You can, you can learn from the book, but there's not enough time. You have to get Mark. He's the only one who can create them. Mark, Mark Matthews. Okay. Uh, but, but first we got to go to the basement, put the book back. Stop the knights stealing the books. Uh, evacuate the. T no, we're going to Mark Matthews. We're gonna seal the. We can. We can do it, gang. We got this. We have no other choice. 
Daisy will like look between the three of you because she didn't see the dark shape in the water properly and she'll just be like, are you listening to yourselves? Are you looking at Jeremy's face? Jeremy... Jeremy gonna hit, hit his face. Have you looked at him and Jackson and the footprint on the ground? Daisy, you can't keep lying to yourself. And she'll be like properly like twisting her hair and her fingers now and like wringing her hands. Um, and, and she'll just say, uh, we can't just draw some silly picture on the floor and have that s- stop things from happening. It doesn't make any sense. It will have to. If if that's what Sir Harry says must be done, then that's what must be done. He's He's been around forever protecting us. Don't question his wisdom. Yes, yes, yes. Sir Harry, maybe this isn't the time. It's not as important, but I... I lost the sword you gave me. Oh, oh boy, that's a fine. You, you have something stronger than that inside of you. Is it friendship? You're a knight, Jeremy. And a friendship, yes. <laughs> the sword was <laughs> the friends I made along the way. <laughs> Jeremy, you, you, you were a knight of the Golden Trail. You, you must defend the town. Yes, you must. I am. A knight of the Golden Trail. We must defend the town. Jeremy is is illuminated from within. He positively glows with knightly energy. And he, he um, wait, he gave the book to Sir Harry. So I guess he'll, he'll extend his hands reverentially for it. Um, one hand reverentially for the book and the other one to whoever's holding the basement key. He'll put the, hand, the book in your hands and sort of grab onto your wrist, shaking and say, um, the kids, this just further confirms to me they're there after this. As the children, you say they're stealing the books. They don't need any book. They need this book. You cannot let this slip into anyone's hands. This must go back in the basement. Why are the children stealing the books? I have no idea. I don't know. I, they, they're after it. They're, they're after it. We'll keep it safe, Sir Harry. It, it, is, is this the only copy of this key? Uh, Mil- Mildred has the other. I, can she be trusted? I, I think I think so. I, maybe get it off her just in case. Yeah. Yes, I, we will. I think and we'll bring it back here. Okay. Let's go, gang. We have a, a book to defend. This is getting into something quite biblical in proportions. So as you make your way down the stairs and into the strange secret basement, we will end the session there, friends. Mm. as it brings us to the end of today's episode thank you so much everyone Hal, Phaedra, Jason and Noxkills you have all been the best and a big massive thank you to all our listeners you're all exceptional your listens, comments and ratings are incredibly helpful but if you want a way to support us further consider joining us over on patreon.com slash starsalright We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. 
Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links, on our website at starsaright.com. Come join us. And just a reminder that if you like the scenario we're playing, it's available for purchase right now. Find it through our website. And if you're working on your own homebrew, get in touch with us. We'd love to help you bring your stories to life. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.